Welcome to Season 1 of Master the Prophetic Audio Experience. We are on a discovery journey to activate, grow, and release the voice of God not just for us, but the world around us. We interview guests from all walks of life and backgrounds and how their experiences with God has advanced their path to mastering the prophetic. This season, we're asking guests how the voice of God has helped identify and navigate life through seasons of hardship and crisis and how to even steward a season of success. Come join us now during this conversation. Today, I'm going to talk about both the ministry of the prophet and the power of personal prophecy. I'm going to combine the two and talk about how prophecy, uh, we know that it releases edification, exhortation, and comfort. First Corinthians chapter 14 tells us, he that prophesies speaks unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. So we know one of the greatest benefits of prophecy is that it exhorts, it edifies, and it comforts the believer. That's personal prophecy, corporate prophecy. We've talked about that in our previous lessons. I'm not going to go over that again. Prophecy releases courage and strength, not only to individuals, but also to local churches. If we're going to have strong churches, there are people that are encouraged and strengthened. We do need the ministry of the prophet to be available uh, in the local church. Now, in the New Testament, we know, according to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 11, that Jesus gave five ministries with you. When he ascended, he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And we know that, of course, in the in the New Testament, there's probably more about apostles than any other ministry. But there are there are prophets that are mentioned uh, in the New Testament. Uh, one of the most uh, prominent prophets was Agabus, found in the book of Acts, and we also have. In Acts chapter 13, prophets and teachers mentioned uh, before the sending out of Paul and Barnabas into their apostolic ministries. As they gathered and ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I've called them to. And they were sent out by the church. Then it says they were sent out by the Holy Ghost. Prophets and teachers were ministering in the church at Antioch. But then there are also two prophets mentioned in Acts chapter 15. And these two prophets are, 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 by, are by the names of Silas and Judas. Um, it's Acts 15 and verse 32. Uh, it says, Silas and Judas, who were also prophets, said many things to encourage the believers and make them stronger in their faith. Uh, that's the easy read version. The King James Version, which most of us are familiar with, says this. Judas and Silas, who were also prophets, said many things to encourage the believers and make them, uh, I'm sorry, Judas and Silas being prophets also themselves exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. So it tells us that one of the things that prophets have the ability to do is to bring confirmation to a local church. That word confirm also is translated as uh, in, in one translation, Judas and Silas who were themselves prophets spoke a long time with them, giving them courage and strength. And so we see that to confirm means to give courage. It means to give strength. Now let's look at the context of these verses and understand that, of course, in the, in the early church, uh, many of the local churches were experiencing a great amount of persecution. Uh, many of them were going through a great amount of tribulation. And also, many of them were going through a great challenge concerning doctrine. And in the basis of these particular ministries, is that in Acts chapter 15, we find that the apostles and elders gathered together to discuss the question as to whether or not 
new believers, especially Gentile believers, had to keep the law of Moses in addition to believing on the Lord Jesus Christ in order to be saved. One of the challenges of the early church was the area of the law, whether or not the law was valid for Gentiles, whether or not Gentiles had to uh, keep the law, whether or not they had to be circumcised and keep the Sabbath, and other, uh, other requirements of the law that many Jews were keeping, uh, whether or not that was valid. And of course, Paul and Barnabas felt that it was not. It was not a message of the grace of God. And when they went to Jerusalem to discuss this issue with the apostles and the elders, the result was that they would not put that on the Gentiles. They would not put them under the yoke of, of the law. And so they sent out uh, Barnabas and Silas to these churches to bring a letter uh, to teach the churches uh, what the apostolic decree was, what the apostles had agreed upon. And that strengthened these churches because many of the churches were confused. There were people going to these churches, uh, following the apostles, teaching them that, you know, you, you need to believe in Jesus, but you also need to keep the law of Moses in order to be saved. And you had to be circumcised. And it brought a lot of confusion and uncertainty into many local churches. And so Judas and Silas were those that were ordained to carry the, 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 the message of the Jerusalem Council uh, to the local churches. And it says that when they went, they, they, they spoke uh, to these churches and confirmed them, exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them or strengthened them or encouraged them or brought them courage. And so one of the things we see from the prophet's ministry, and it mentions that these two were prophets, that when they went and spoke to these churches, that it brought great strength, confirmation, and courage to local assemblies. Now, one of the things we learn from this is that churches that are experiencing uh, trouble, churches that are experiencing uh, tribulation, persecution, uh, churches that are experiencing uncertainty because of maybe uh, doctrines or wind of doctrine that has come into the church that has caused people to, to be uncertain, uh, those churches do need ministers often to come in to, to encourage them and to strengthen them. And, and one of those ministries is the prophet's ministry. Some people think that the prophet's ministry in the New Testament is to bring judgment or, or to bring condemnation, but it's not. It, it, it's to bring courage and strength. Let me read something that I took from um, uh, a, a web page, and this was um, from propheticchicago.com and Rusty, Rusty uh, Wimberly. And um, he, I like the way he, he, he talked about how uh, prophets bring encouragement uh, to the local church. Um, encouragement of the brethren is an important aspect of the prophetic ministry. Everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. He who prophesies edifies or builds the church. The words of the prophets will build up and strengthen the church. This will be especially important in times of trial and tribulation. In other words, when churches are really going through a, a season of trial or testing or whether it's doctrinal, whether it's just an attack on the church, whether it's division, whether it's confusion, whether it's persecution, to prophesy, teach, minister, and bring encouragement and courage to the local assembly. God does not want local churches to fall prey and victim to the spirits of discouragement, depression, frustration, hopelessness, despair. These are spirits that the enemy would try to use to beat down a church. God wants churches to be strong, edified, exhorted, and comforted. And so he uses the ministry of the prophet. Now, all, all ministries can bring this. Apostles, teachers, evangelists, pastors can also bring encouragement, instruction, doctrine, comfort, 
Uh, so we're not saying that the other ministries can't do that. But where we're emphasizing the prophet's ministry as a ministry that is really anointed by God to bring courage and strength and really confirmation uh, to a local assembly. And so let me say this again. The words of the prophets will build up and strengthen the church. This will, especially, uh, this will be especially important in times of trial and tribulation. Uh, Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the brethren. That's in Acts 15 and 32. The scriptures give a number of examples of prophets who encouraged the leaders of their nation to act boldly. Now, one of my favorite verses is found in 2 Chronicles chapter 15 and verse number number 1. Well, the, the word of the Lord that came to Asa the, uh, the king. Asa was, was met with a challenge of a great army coming against him. And God used a prophet to minister to him. The, prophets, the prophet came uh, through Azariah, the son of Oded the prophet. It says in Second Chronicles 15. Let me let me read it uh, straight from the from the from the scriptures because I want to uh, amplify and 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 I often use this uh, these verses when I'm teaching on our prophets uh, bring courage uh, to the to the to especially to leaders and pastors. I'm convinced that all leaders, all pastors, all apostles need strong prophets around around them because there are times when we face challenges in life. Well, we need the strength of the prophet. We need the encouragement of the prophet. We need the courage that comes from the prophetic word. And so I want to read the, 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 the context here. Second um, Chronicles chapter 15 and verse number 1. And the Spirit of God uh, came upon Azariah the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa, and he said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, for a long season, Israel had been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. When they but when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. That's Second Chronicles chapter fifteen, um, verses one through four. This is the prophet speaking. Uh, to the to Asa the king, and nor to him that came in, but great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. And nation was destroyed of nation, and city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. Verse number seven. Be strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work uh, shall be rewarded. And when Asa heard these words in the prophecy of Oded, uh, the prophet, he took courage and put away the abominable idols out of all the land of Judah. So let me let me make a correction. In this case, it was not an army coming against him. It was it was a case of this king wanting to bring change to the nation and wanting to bring uh, reformation and remove the idols from the land. And of course, when you as a leader begin to make change, sometimes you receive opposition from those who do not want change. And so Asa was probably hesitant in, in, in really bringing a change. Uh, Israel had already uh, forsaken God for a period of time, and here's a godly king coming now, and he is, he is about to bring reformation, about to bring change, and it takes a great amount of courage to do that. There are many leaders that often will be faced with situations in their city, their region, their local church, who need to bring reformation and, br and bring change, but feel as if if I take this step, I'm going to receive opposition. So is it really 
do I have the strength or the power? Will God be with me if I really do this? Because I may lose some people. I may, uh, it may, it may offend some people. And so Asa, in making uh, this decision, is encouraged by the prophet. And notice what he says, therefore, in verse 7, Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. That's the prophetic word to this king. Be strong. Don't be weak. In other words, do it. And if you do it, I will reward you. And verse 8 says, When Asa heard these words and the prophecy of old dead the prophet, it brought courage to him. And he took courage and put away the abominable idols um, out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin and out of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim and renewed the altar of the Lord that was before the porch of the Lord. And so here's an example of how a prophet and how prophetic ministry can encourage and bring strength to a leader. One of the things that you need if you're going to lead people is you need courage. You need courage to obey God. And, and often, again, we're challenged uh, with opposition. The enemy does not like leaders to make the right decisions, especially when it means upsetting or bringing change to those who do not want change. And so prophets are very instrumental in ministering to leaders and ministering to pastors and ministering to apostles and ministering to bishops and leaders who are about to embark on a, on a, on a change. Or he's about to put away the idols. He's about to bring reformation. He's about to gather the people. He's about to say, look, we're not going to continue worshiping idols. We're going to make a change. We're going to obey God. But evidently he was a young king and it was a major decision he's about to make. And so God, the Spirit of God came upon this prophet to begin to prophesy to him. And it says, when he heard the words of the prophet, he took courage. What a, what a powerful uh, example of what prophets and prophetic ministers do. They bring courage to us. Uh, many often people, when they receive prophetic ministry, either from a prophet or through personal prophecy, will take courage. Because all of us are challenged when it comes to obedience and, and obeying God. Sometimes God will, will, will have you to do something very drastic and something very life-changing. It it it's the example I often give. And often when I'm prophesying, the Lord gives me a word for people saying that you're going to get out of the boat and walk on the water. And yet he's in a boat. The Lord is on the water. He's got to step out of the boat and begin to walk on water. Now, that's impossible in the natural. Who, who, who steps out of a boat in the middle of a storm and walks on water? Only someone who hears the word of the Lord. And so Peter gets out of the boat and begins to walk on the water because he heard the Lord telling him to do it. But sometimes obeying God is like that. You're in a boat. You're in a place of safety. You're in a place of comfort. And then God speaks to you or lays on your heart to do something. And you're not really sure, is this really God? Is it really safe for me to get out of this boat? Is it safe for me to get out of my comfort zone? But one of the things the prophetic does is it brings courage to you. I'm amazed at how prophecy speaks to people. And often when you're prophesying to people or leaders or churches, you don't have any idea what they're dealing with. They've not talked to you. They've not expressed to you what they're about to do. And the Lord will supernaturally give you a word, bring courage to them so they can get out of the boat and walk on the water. And, and God does that for us. He brings confirmation. He confirms what the Spirit of God is doing in our hearts. 
Um, he confirms the leading of the Lord in our lives, even when we're doubting and hesitating and maybe maybe afraid and, and maybe hesitant because this is a big step. This is a major step. I've never done this before. Will it work? Will I fall? Will I fail? Uh, is it really God? Is it the devil? Is it me? Is it my flesh? And and you're, you're weighing this and you're trying to figure out, should I do this? It could be a marriage. It could be a ministry move. It could be a geographical move. It could be a, a career move. And, and then all of a sudden, the Spirit of God comes upon the prophet and the prophetic word comes to confirm what God is speaking to you. Now, I do not believe that prophecy only confirms. There's some that say that prophecy will only confirm. I do believe that God can give you revelation and even speak to you in areas that you've never thought about to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. But I do believe that one of the major aspects of prophets and prophetic ministry is to bring confirmation, to bring strength, to bring courage uh, to individuals because we need courage and we need strength to obey God, to step out, to do what God has called us to do. There's simply no way you will obey God without courage. A lack of courage will prevent you from obeying the Lord. And there are too many people, too many leaders that are battling fear and hesitancy and they lack courage. What did God tell Joshua? He said, be strong and of good courage. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Uh, the word of the Lord often is be strong, obey, step out, don't hesitate, don't be afraid, be courageous, be bold, I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to help you. I'm going before you. I'm strengthening you. It's, it's God's way of speaking to us, to letting us know that we're not alone. Now, of course, we know that God is with us. We know that, that, that we're not alone. We understand that teaching. And you wrestle with hesitancy because we're human. And, and, and God understands that. God doesn't condemn you for that. Uh, so God will encourage us and bring strength and confirmation to individuals, especially leaders who are about to make major decisions in their life. I would encourage you, if you are a leader or pastor, at crucial times in your church, when your church is taking a new direction, when you're moving in a new area, when you're about to do something you've never done before, and the people may, may be with you, but they're, they don't really have the faith or the strength to do it, that if you bring prophets into your church, if it's really of God, if what is happening is really from the Lord, prophets are not brought in just to uh, support what you're doing. That's not what we're teaching. We're not saying that you can hire a prophet to come in and support what you're doing. If, if what you're doing is not of God, then, of course, it will not be confirmed by a prophet, a true prophet, and by the prophetic word. But if what you're doing is of God, no matter how impossible it looks, no matter how great it is. So we see uh, the ministry of the prophet in Second Chronicles. We see the ministry of the prophet to encourage a leader, a king. We see the ministry of the prophet in Acts chapter 15 to strengthen and confirm and encourage churches. An entire church can be confirmed and be strengthened uh, by the word of the Lord. Now let me let me let me read on here. One of the one of the pitfalls of many churches is the missing element of prophetic ministry. Prophetic ministry can be such a blessing to churches in the sense that prophets have the ability to often bring encouragement, inspiration, and strength to a church that might be going through beginning stages or is in a season of a spiritual slump. Well, churches do go through seasons of what you can call a spiritual slump, when they just can't get out, uh, when they're in a rut, when it looks like they're going backward instead of going forward, when they've hit a wall. 
when they've lost their momentum, they lost their strength, they lost zeal, they've lost their fire, they lost their passion, and and the leaders are trying to you know get the church to move forward, but somehow in the spirit they're tired, they're weary, they're discouraged. Then maybe the enemy has used people to bring division or bring confusion to the church, or maybe the enemy has used people that are wicked to hurt the church and and bring confusion to the leadership. Well, God can use the ministry of the prophet to bring, again, uh, encouragement, inspiration, and strength to a church that is going through beginning stages or in a season of spiritual slump. I like that when a church begins, it's important to have prophets come in uh, because the prophets will give that church the strength and the momentum. We don't want we don't want weak churches. We don't want a church to die because of weakness. We don't want a church to to go out of existence because it doesn't have the strength to to press through. And so when it's when it's beginning or in a spiritual slump, the prophetic ministry is much needed. So that's a powerful statement. Let me say this. I dare to say these are the words of Rusty Wimberley. I dare to say that a church in this condition has a faint chance of making it out. It's a church in a spiritual slump, a church that is weak, a church that is falling apart, a church that has hit a wall, a church that is dying, a church that is going backward, a church that is divided, having problems. Uh, it, it probably has a faint chance of making it out unless they bring in or have access to a true prophet to come in and bring life into that congregation. Because prophets have a grace of God to come in, to see what the problem is, to deal with the issues of the church, uh, and sometimes through correction, adjustment, uh, through repentance. Maybe the church needs repentance. Maybe people need to repent to one another. Maybe there are things that need to be broken in the spirit or challenged in the spirit. Sometimes it's witchcraft. Sometimes it's division. Sometimes it's religion. Sometimes it's pride. It's, it's, it's tradition. It's division. It's hurt. It's anger. It's bitterness. It can be a number of things. Uh, that just sap the strength out of a church. And often what you need are true prophets that are able to come in to speak into that church the word of the Lord. What is God saying? What is the remedy? What is the solution? What is God's word for that particular house? Uh, and when you do that, it can bring that church out of a spiritual slump and really, really bring revival and glory to a church. You know, often we've been taught that evangelists are the ones that bring revival. But in reality, prophets are the ones that often bring revival. An evangelist can bring revival. An apostle can bring revival. But prophets, the reason why they often bring revival and refreshing or awakening to the root of the problem, to, to lay the ax to the root of the tree and begin to deal with the issues that are blocking and hindering people from moving into greater realms of glory. And, and, and also to bring repentance, to bring inspiration, to bring refreshing, to bring new life, to bring the reign of heaven through their ministry. What a, what a powerful ministry, the ministry of the prophet and also prophecy. This is why I teach on it so much because it is a, a vital yet often misunderstood ministry. Because often leaders, when they go to seminaries and they go to get trained uh, in Bible colleges, they're taught about evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And, but they're not talk, taught about ministries of apostles and prophets, especially prophets. Often they're afraid of prophets. They're afraid of the prophetic ministry because maybe they've seen false prophets or seen people that call themselves prophetic that are operating out of a wrong paradigm, an Old Testament paradigm of bringing judgment and condemnation and fire and brimstone. Uh, and so they backed away from prophets. But if you can get in touch 
It brings a new level of inspiration, encouragement. It edifies. It builds up the saints. And sometimes churches are just weak and tired. They've been burned out. They're frustrated. They're, they're hurt. They're wounded. Uh, people get tired. Saints get tired. Maybe the church has gone through a long period of attack and tribulation and discouragement and frustration. Maybe things have happened in the church. Maybe leaders have fallen and, and people have gotten involved in sin and it brought hurt and shame to a congregation. And people get discouraged. They get tired and their hands need to be lifted up. And they need to be encouraged. They need the word of God. They need some supernatural breath of God to come in. Well, that's what prophets do. There's an anointing on prophets that will bring life and healing. Remember Ezekiel, when he prophesied, the dry bones came alive. Sometimes we, we, we see prophecy actually awakens and brings to life the dry bones. And if, if, you, if, if, if it's dead, uh, if, if, if it's dry, there's no life in a church, um, people have given up, they're hopeless, they're discouraged, they, they're drifting away, they're backsliding, they're leaving the church, they're leaving God, there's the, the worship is, is dead, the preaching is dead, people are unresponsive, they're not excited, they've lost their zeal. Well, you need a prophet to come that will bring strength, that will bring confirmation. They will bring encouragement. Now, let me read the verses again, the foundational verses. Acts 15 and 32. Judas and Silas, being prophets also themselves, exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. Uh, that's the King James Version. The easy read version says it like this. It says, Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, spoke a long time with them, giving them courage and strength. Well, every church needs that. Every church, every church needs members to be encouraged and made stronger in their faith. Now, remember in the book of Acts, the context is that these are all new churches. The apostles are starting new churches everywhere they go. These are, these are infant churches. They're new churches, and they need to be strengthened. They need teaching. They need, they need ministry. And what does God do? He sends in apostles to plant churches. He sends in prophets to bring confirmation. So here we see how apostles and prophets can work together. He sends prophets to strengthen, encourage, and edify these churches to make them strong. It's never the will of God for a new church that's started by him to die in infancy, to become discouraged. It's never that the will of God for members to lose hope, to become hopeless because of tiredness of persecution or because of attacks on the house of God. So thank God for the prophet's ministry. Now, if you have a prophetic anointing on your life, God will use you this way. It doesn't mean you have to have a major platform and speak before millions and thousands, but God will use you in local churches to strengthen pastors and strengthen leaders. I think you need to have a love for churches, a love for the house of God. I don't think you should have a, a desire to destroy churches and, and, and hurt churches. That is not of God, but I believe you should have a love for leaders, a love for apostles, prophets, leaders, fivefold ministers, a love for God's people, a love for the local church, a love to see churches strengthen. Now, you may have to bring correction. You may have to bring adjustment. Sometimes there needs to be repentance. Sometimes people just need an encouraging word from heaven, a word directly from heaven that strengthens, gives courage, and encourages them. And I've seen this happen. I've seen churches that hit a slump, and they were not growing. They were not breaking through. They were not breaking out. I've seen prophets come in and bring refreshing and new life and courage to those local assemblies. And I've seen dramatic changes happen in the lives of leaders and pastors that have, that have availed themselves 
to the prophet's ministry. So thank God for the prophet's ministry and, and thank God for the, the ministry of the prophets. If we honor these ministries, respect them, understand them, uh, they can be a great, great blessing and a great asset to our local assemblies and to our local uh, churches. We are on the final months of 2022. Don't go into another year without hearing the voice of God. Go to www.impactuniversity.com to download your free copy of our brand new Master the Prophetic devotional to help you hear the voice of God for your now season and your future. Feel free to text us your questions on the prophetic, deliverance, or any other subject at 773-923-0451. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.